Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want to review it, my name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is bringing you a ton of movie news, comic book news, even some TV news as well. Today is the 101st episode of the podcast that's happened on March 20th, 2019. So, the first section, of course, is always thumbs up, thumbs down, where I go over the past movie news and give a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in a circle. So, the first thing I have here is, <laughs> funny enough, Movie Pass is coming back out with their subscription service. So, instead of doing it where they've done a lot of harm to the whole, you know, subscription services, they actually go back to their old path and do it where you have a limited um, viewership of the movies and it's going to cost you roughly $20 a month, which is kind of more, more expensive than what they've done in the past. And it's kind of crazy to see that they're trying again for some strange reason that they They've had a rough, rough history this last past, like, two, three years or so. So, it, it's going to be kind of inter- interesting to see how would this whole thing work out. And the way how they have it in their um, terms of service, they could change a few things where you can't watch as many movies. Depends on your history of movie watching. Um, and also, if you don't complete movies, they could also suspend you, which is kind of weird. And... I feel that it's going to set itself up for another failure and it's going to be hard for it to come back properly. It just, it's not a good sign for a movie pass. It's one of the things where they should just pack the ball up, not come to the, the, um, the hoop at all and be like, yo, I'm going to sit out for this whole thing and just let other companies do what they got to do. And it just feels weird to see that they're trying to put the hat back into the ring. Um, after seeing like, AMC A-list doing so well. They, they want to come back. It, it's really, really crazy. And it's, it's really disturbing to see what they'll do to make themselves relevant again. Um, so when, when I read this, it, it didn't tickle my fancy at all. It, it made me laugh a little bit just because, you know, they're trying to again do this whole service. And it's supposed to be like roughly either $20 a month or if you do it for a whole year, it's like roughly $15 a month. Which I'm like, ah, eh, it's not too bad in the price. Um, the terms of service definitely puts the fear of God into me, just because um, um, the fact that they can limit so much of what you do on there. It's just there's too much restrictions, and not enough of them are like clear cuts. It's one of those things where you don't know exactly what you're supposed to be seeing, and they might even potentially say, "Oh, we want to do this instead." And they might even hurt you even harder. So for me, it just, it just it spells sloppiness. It's just one of the things where they really should cut it out and stop wasting people's times. So for me, I give this one a thumbs all the way down. It just it's not a good look. It's one of the things where they really should stop wasting their time, stop wasting other people's time, and really find some other means to make some kind of money. They should just go into like a, you know, a, a, a regular ticket service and just forget about the whole um, subscription service um, game because they're, they're not doing well. So the next thing I have here is another company that's decided to do a subscription service. And this one is going to be um, uh, Alamo Draft House. So they're doing kind of what... Not really kind of what MoviePass is doing. A little bit like what they're doing. So it's 
it's gonna be kind of tricky. This one, I give it a thumbs middle just because I'm kind of drawn from one way to another way. Um, Alamo Draft House is a pretty good movie theater. Uh, their seating is pretty nice. They have quite a few of the the old time movies, which I do enjoy, and just the feature of having food brought to you while you eat is a okay kind of kind of thing for me. I, I've experienced it like once or twice. I wasn't exactly too thrilled of it because it kind of took me out of the movie slightly. I'm a person that I'd rather pick up my food beforehand and sit down and watch the movie and not have anyone really bother me too much. And this one had where they brought you food and then you kind of had to pay attention to them, but also pay attention to the movie. It just is distracting for me. So I really can't get too much down with this whole thing. But to hear that they want to do a subscription service as well isn't too bad. Um, it's going to be roughly $20 a month. They haven't really gave too much details, but it sounds like it's going to be somewhat similar to what uh, MoviePass had. But I guess the service will be a little better because, you know, you have to learn from what the mistakes of MoviePass and also the success of AMC or what they've done so far. So it's supposed to be called Season Pass. Um, it sounds like a cool kind of thing. They're really testing it right now in um, Yonkers, New York, um, Raleigh, um, North Carolina, and... So far, folks have been saying they've been loving it. So if all goes well, it should be opening up to a lot of other locations by the end of this year, which I wouldn't mind hearing about it, but at the same time, I'm kind of conflicted. I don't want every single movie theater um, chain to have their own subscription service because I'm not getting them all. I'm going to keep the one and just say that's it. Too bad that MoviePass didn't do what they're supposed to do, which is merge all of them together. And I think that's why. Um, it's very, very hard to have it where you have one service that could do all the movie theater chains and keep it to where everyone's happy. So for me, it just is weird to see that they're going to try to do their own thing, even though I do respect you know this movie chain and they should be a very, very good movie chain. I, I'm not exactly a full fan of everyone is going for their own service. It just, it just weirds me out just a little bit because I'm not paying all that money for each and every service to see a movie that that could potentially see in one movie theater rather than go have multiple places where I'm like, all right, I need my Alamo Draft House um, subscription service. I need my AMC one. I need my um, Regal one. I need my other one. It's just, it feels weird to have too many of them floating out there. It feels the same as, you know, the streaming services when, you know, folks are really trying to grab for it. And it's like only a few folks can go for it. It's going to work in its own market, which is fine. Like whoever's going to Alamo Draft House is going to love this whole service just because they might not have AMC near them. So it might not work out for them to get A-list. This might be the better deal for them. Just for me, it's just one of the things where I won't be able to use it as greatly as other people would. And, you know, I feel that it might be a waste for myself. But all in all, I guess one of the thumbs middle just because it looks like it should be good. And in the end, if it learns from the mistakes of MoviePass, then it should be in a good kind of um, field. So the next thing up here is um, the new Netflix movie. Well, not really movie. It's like an interactive series. You remember the Bender Snatch? Bender Snatch? Bandersnatch? I think that's what it was called. Yeah. The last one. I think it is Bandersnatch. I think that's what it was called. Or Bandersnatch. The last one that they had 
Um, it was Bandersnatch. <laughs> Black Mirror. So um, it's going to be another one where it's going to be a a adventure. Well, not really adventure. It's more like um, it is adventure. Sorry. A survival adventure um, interactive series. So it's going to be um, you versus the wild kind of adventure series, which is kind of... It, it sounds like it's going to be kind of crazy. It feels like it's going to be like a a woods-like kind of feel vibe that you have to go through the, not really a jungle, like the woods. Yeah, the woods. Yeah, simple, woods. Um, it feels like you're going to go through that kind of um, scenario, and I'm not exactly sure if it's going to be fun or if it's going to be kind of cool. It feels like it's going to be one of those movies where you could potentially have fun with it, or it could be a very, very horrible thing. But from what Bandersnatch was... Hopefully this is just as good or even better than that is, or that was, and then it should be a fun kind of vibe and kind of feel to it. So I kind of want to see, um, I want to see a trailer for it, and I want to see what it comes up with. Like, there's a trailer that's up here now, and looks kind of cool, and, you know, it just, it feels like one of the things where you go over jungles and um, go over the mountains and deserts and whatnot, and... It feels like it's going to be very, very mysterious. But I, I kind of want the intrigue and the kind of same vibe that Bandersnatch had. So for me, I just want a thumbs middle. Only because I, I want to see exactly what what you can and can't do. And I kind of want to see the the, the, the narration um, tree that it has. That's the same as the Bandersnatch one. Where it's like, alright, there are countless of um, ways you could go. And I'm not sure with this one how would the story, you know, progress? How, how would I, you know, make it from point A to point B and keep myself entertained? I'm not really sure, but I am willing to give it the benefit of the doubt just because the last version of this did so well and I was entertained and I was, you know, um, interacting quite often. So I kind of want to see exactly what they do with this one. Is it going to be like, oh, do you want to go to the jungle? Do you want to go there? Is it that kind of way where it push you to these different locations? And then when you're there, it's like, all right, so a bear comes at you. Do you want to run? I'm like, of course you run. Or do you want to stay there? And, you know, I kind of want to see exactly what the the different outcomes, well, not the outcomes, the different pathways you can choose and see if that makes the most sense. Hopefully there's not too many pathways because you get to a point where you have, like, over... 20,000 um, outcomes and and that becomes way too much and you kind of drown out what you should be doing when it comes down to this whole interactive series. So based on those alone, I'm not fully sure and I'm going to give it a thumbs middle just because of that. So the next thing up here is um, some things that the directors of Avengers 4 have been saying during the last couple of um, um um, interviews they had, sorry, I had like a small brain fart. Um, last couple of interviews they had was um, basically telling folks um, that, folks at Empire basically, that the last couple of trailers they put out has some conflicting images on it, which I, I can see it because I remember Infinity War had very slight changes to it. The trailers had some things show up, like the one with the Incredible Hulk having running through. Um, Wakanda. He wasn't in Wakanda at all, as you may have known in the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. It's on Netflix, so hopefully you've seen that too. Um, the fact that 
Incredible Hulk wasn't in the movie for at least a good 90% of it. He was only for like a good 5%. And then he actually had the machine or the Hulkbuster um, for Wakanda. So it's the point where they have to put fake footage into trailers, which I'm okay with. I get this one a thumbs up just because you need, you, you need to be able to trick your audience just a little bit just because folks are so smart and... Marketing now these days are to a point where you kind of have to sell the movie, but at the same time, not give away too much to where you can tell from point A to point B what's going to happen. And that's kind of what they've mentioned as well. It's just the fact that a lot of folks are getting so much information and then there's so many trails that come out. Like for Endgame, there wasn't as many trails, which I'm happy about. I know for Infinity War, there's like a ton of trails that popped out. Different trails here, different trails there. So eventually you could kind of piece together certain things, but the fact that they've, you know, CGI'd some, some things out, CGI some things in, worked out well. Um, I know for the Gauntlet, they mentioned, when I saw a couple scenes of Gauntlet, only showed that he had like one gem. But when it comes down to the whole scene that happened, he had like four or five of them. So it's kind of cool that they're able to change a couple of things to make sure that Keep the family, well, families and, you know, fans guessing. So, I'm for it. I'm ready to see what else they... I want to see exactly what they've changed in these trailers so far that is different from the movie. And I want to see if they can keep me guessing. That's basically what it comes down to it. You need to definitely change when you have... Your audience is so smart. And they're able to drill down what your trailers are coming out with. And really tell what's going to happen. So if you change the trailers to where it has fake um, footage or slightly altered footage, you keep fans guessing. And when they go into movies, they're going to have a nice surprise. Um, some folks might be disappointed because they might see certain things and they want to see it in a movie. Unfortunately, it doesn't show up. But, you know, all in all, for the thought process of keeping fans guessing and keeping the mystery of movies, I give this one a thumbs all the way up. So the next thing I have here is the announcement of the Disney and um, Fox like merger. Well, the Disney acquisition of Fox is basically now complete. So they've been going through like the last past year or so, like back in the summer, like roughly summer-ish or like, like spring-summer, they've been working on trying to get Fox over to them. So it's kind of cool to see um, that this is going to be finally done. And um, it's really official now. Everything's belonging to um, Disney now. So a lot of folks are really thinking and speculating that um, maybe there's going to be like a, a couple of Marvel characters, well, Marvel, a couple of um, Fox properties that will pop up into these Marvel movies soon. And they've even mentioned that potentially 2021, which uh, I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I see if they're if they really want to push something. They can do 2020. That's a very, very big stretch when it comes down to um, popping in these Fox properties. Well, not Disney properties, um, but older Fox properties into this whole thing. I can't see exactly what they'll do with it at this present moment of time just because there's so many other properties they're working with. Um, that's one thing I was telling folks when when I heard about this Fox-Disney merger, well, this Disney acquisition of Fox, I was like semi-happy but not really happy. Because when it comes down to it, it's the same thing with the Spider-Man talk. When they've let um, Sony keep Spider-Man, 
is like, all right, this is good because they could put their own Spider-Man series out and it could be in the same universe, but doesn't have to be, you know, done exactly by Marvel um, or Disney. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where now that they've acquired these X-Men and Fantastic Four properties, it's going to be harder for them to push out these movies. They might have to push, like, maybe Wolverine. They might put him in, like, a movie or two here and there. They might put in some Fantastic Four um, properties in there, too. But it's not to a point where they get their own standalone movies. Because right now, the Hulk hasn't got his own standalone movie. So I see them potentially doing his first before they do theirs. And just that the many other properties they want to do before actually get into any of these X-Men slash, you know, um, Fantastic Four properties. So it, it's kind of kind of hard to see what they'll do with this whole thing. But I am definitely happy that they have acquired their things back. They could potentially mix some folks in there in the future. Um, for me, it's, it's a bittersweet kind of thing. And I, I'm okay with it. I'm perfectly okay with it. It's one of those things where... You, you definitely need um, you definitely need it to be, you know, happen sooner rather than later. And it's perfectly fine with me, to be honest. Really. Perfectly fine. Um, yeah. I, I'm fine. I'm okay with it. Uh, I had to think about it like, yeah. Yeah, no. But yeah. But more yeah than no. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that one is a thumbs up. I'm sorry for taking so long. But that, yeah, definitely a thumbs up. Um, three quarters, actually. Let's do three quarters. Three quarters up. Um, not middle, but definitely not fully up. Three quarters. We'll do it that way. Just because, you know, of the whole... They won't be able to make the movies on their own anymore. But at the same time, this being added to the whole um, MCU, potentially, is what I'm kind of happy to see um, going forward. So now I have a bunch of few trailers. Um, the first one being uh, Stranger Things Season 3. So this one, um, it's hard. It really is hard. Because I wasn't a fan of the Season 2 of Stranger Things. It's hard to say this out loud. Because, you know, folks are like, how dare you? You're supposed to be able to love, you know, Stranger Things because it's set in the 80s. And you're kind of like an 80s guy when it comes down to movies. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But... The, the whole thing just felt weird to me. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of what happened at the end of season one. I thought season two was a little better, of course. But at the same time, I wasn't fully happy with the whole seasons in, in general. So now that I'm seeing season three, where it's supposed to introduce quite a few of those monsters, I kind of want to see them wrap it up, kind of. Um, it feels kind of weird. Now they're kind of older, so they've kind of grown up with the characters, which is fine by me. Um, but when it comes down to really figuring out what they want to do and how they're going to make things work, I'm not exactly fully on board with it. So that, that's the main reason why I would give it a thumbs middle and why I'm not exactly too hyped about it. The trailer didn't do much for me, to be honest. It just made me know that the movie's coming out on, not movie, the season's coming out on July 4th, which is fine by me. But I, I'm not exactly too hyped about seeing season three of Stranger Things. It's just, it's okay. And, you know, I have other things to watch, but I, I probably would watch it just because, you know, I've seen the other two. And, and hopefully it does keep my interest in some way, shape, or form. So next trail of here is Toy Story 4. So way back when, when they mentioned this, 
I wasn't wasn't too keen on it just because I was like, oh, another Toy Story? They kind of wrapped it up so nicely. Why do you need another one? So when I saw the 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 teaser trailer that came out, I was confused because she made the the Spork character and I was like, wow, what is this? What are they doing with this whole franchise? Are they going to start making different characters? And, you know, next is going to be like a paper character? I, I don't know. What What is life right now? So when I saw this trailer, I was actually surprised. I really was. Um, it definitely it definitely hit the home, kind of. Because when it came down to it, it made it seem the point where it's a rescue mission of sorts. So now that... Um, the Bonnie character created the Spork as a toy. She's really into it. And the Spork character leaves, basically. And they need to find him. Because otherwise, this child will be sad. So I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, that makes sense. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, after figuring out what happened in this trailer, I was like, all right, I'm okay with it. It's, it, it's definitely warming up to me. I kind of want to see... Maybe one more trailer and see what they could make about with this whole sport character. Because I'm not fully um, sold on that character. But the fact that, you know, well, Buzz and Woody and all of them folks, even Bo Peep is going after them. Well, after him. Um, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, originally, I thought it was supposed to be like a, a love, love rom-com story between, you know, Woody and Bo Peep. Because she got a new look as well. Um, when I saw her, I was like, oh... She's looking newish, and she got herself, you know, pants. So, oh, okay, new age, new Bo Peep. I, I like this. It's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. Um, so I can't wait to see exactly what else will they come up with with this whole um, new movie. And hopefully in the future, which, you know, hopefully in the distance future, they could um, retire these characters and add on a new set of characters. I feel that's what they should do. And... And that might be better for me. Because I know nostalgia-wise, Toy Story, it's Toy Story. And they could end off one through four and say, all right, these characters are retired. We're going to get a new set of characters that we move forward with, which, you know, could bring in additional memories for the new generation. And that's kind of what I want to see. So, yeah, for that reason, I give it a thumbs up just because the trailer definitely made more sense than what that original teaser trailer did. And it definitely made me, all right, want to see more of this whole movie. So the next trap here is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this is a ninth film from um, Quentin Tarantino. And it is surprising. I I wasn't too thrilled of it. But at the same time, I know Quentin is definitely one of those um, directors where he definitely puts out some good, good work. So... I can't be too mad at it, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want to see more. Just because the trailer didn't do too much for me. But it does showcase um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt as the um, stunt double sorts. So I kind of want to see more from it. It didn't really give too much, and I, I know that just because it's a teaser trailer. So I kind of want to see what else is the story going to be about. It, it, it kind of wet my whistle just a little bit. But not enough to be like, all right, I kind of want to see more. I'm more or less to the point where I'm like, all right, I see it. I'm not exactly mad at it. But at the same time, I'm like, "Ah, you kind of need to do a little bit more work to draw me in to see more. 
So hopefully when the first um, official trailer comes out that they showcase more of the skills, they showcase more of the acting chops because you have those two amazing actors. You need to definitely use them and make sure that they, they come off great. I know the one scene that I really enjoyed was when the the child came over to Leonardo DiCaprio and said, you're doing a great job. And then the next scene was where he started crying. I was like, this actually looks pretty good from this one scene alone. So I, I want to see more. I want to see another trailer. And hopefully this next trailer does it for me exactly. So yeah. So the next section, of course, is coming to theaters. Um, and this section, as everyone might know, whoever listens to this podcast before, or if you actually knew, um, this section where I go over what comes on the theaters, I give it, I rank it basically from I'm interested to I'll pass. So the only movie that's coming out this week, which is national release, there's quite a few movies that are limited releases, which I don't cover those just because, you know, it might be only for New York City or for LA, which is not fair to everyone else. I cover the ones that are national released, and that one is Us. So it's a movie from Jordan Peele. It is his second movie after Get Out. So I've heard great things about it. I'm actually very interested to see it. I'm actually not a fan of horror movies. I'm actually quite a bit of a punk when it comes down to horror movies. I get scared quite easily. I have bad nightmares. It just, it irks my soul seeing any horror movie. And I'm the type of dude that's going to be jumping out my seat a little bit. You know, it's kind of funny to see a big man jump. But it's, it's to the point where I have to see it. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. And I'm going to weather through it. I'm probably going to see it. I actually bought the tickets. It's like 7 o'clock. I'm going to see it. So I'm going to get my you know nerves in check. I'm going to have some uh, water next to me. Hopefully it doesn't spill. And I picked the seat that's by myself. So I won't get too scared when it comes down to seeing this whole thing. But I, I, I've seen, I've heard actually great things about it. So I can't wait to see more of Jordan Peele. I heard this one is is very, very good, and it's true to form when it comes to horror. So I, I kind of want to see it. So yeah. So this is the end of the episode. You can find other episodes of the Bring On The Reviews podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and Tumblr at Bring On Reviews, and also on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No the in that one. Use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments you might have some personal reviews and suggestions you might ask, have as well. Um, you can visit our website, which is bringontherreviews.com for any movie reviews and this podcast you actually listen to. Um, you can also email us at um, info at bringontherreviews.com for any questions, inquiries you might have. Thinking about reviewing a movie, love watching TV shows, then you should definitely join a team. Um, email me there and with the subject line of I want to join the review team and I'll let you know. Also, you can find me on all social media at Dwight Antc, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C again that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C and you can email me also at dc at bringonthereviews.com and we'll catch you reviewers next time.